You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Sawn Outdoors Podcast. Hey guys, McCade here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Sawn Outdoors podcast. This podcast is powered by King's Camo. Performance, pattern, price. Those are the three main focuses of King's. If you haven't checked out their camo lineup, please jump on over to their website, kingscamo.com, and take a look. We're currently running the XKG series, which is more of their performance lineup, but they have a camo to fit all different needs and price points. When shopping at kingscamo.com, make sure you save yourself a little bit of money by using our discount code SAHN, that is S-A-H-N, when you check out. As always, feel free to shoot us a message on social media. Um, If you have any questions regarding King's Camo or their gear, we're happy to help wherever we can. This podcast uh, that Zach and myself uh, recorded with Kelly Cox of Utah Big Game Outfitters and iVideo Wildlife. Uh, was a really fun podcast. We had a blast talking to Kelly, and um, Kelly and Zach have a little bit of history as Kelly filmed Zach's um, 2013 sportsman's mule deer hunt down on the Henry Mountains in Utah. Now, if you know anything about the Henry Mountains, you know that the Henrys is famous for producing massive monster mule deer. Uh, Kelly is a great guy. We had a lot of fun talking to him. We talked a lot about um, his experiences with Zach on the Henrys, how they got to know each other. We talked about iVideo Wildlife, which is Kelly's um, filming service where he films lots of different hunts and just goes out and films animals in their habitat. We also get into a little bit of uh, the Utah Big Game Outfitters Um, business that Kelly Cox started with his friend and talk about uh, some of the experience they've had through that um, business and any tips and pointers they have for uh, for guys looking to hire a guide. So we had a lot of fun. Make sure you guys listen to the podcast, leave us a, a review, check out King's Camo like we mentioned before and enjoy. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Sawn Outdoors podcast. Uh, we're sitting here. Uh, this is McCade. We got Zach. This, yeah, I'm back again. We're sitting in Zach's basement in his man cave, sitting in the presence of Dozer. <laughs> that was you this time. I know. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the line, we've got Kelly Cox of uh, Utah Big Game Outfitters and iVideo Wildlife. Yep, iVideo Wildlife. Kelly, how you doing today? Doing good, guys. How good. are you? We're doing well. We're excited to have you on. We've kind of been, you know, trying to get you on a podcast for the last little bit. We tried to hit you up at the Hunt Expo, but th- couldn't get things lined out. But um, That's a crazy time. Yeah, it is a crazy time. <laughs> I was going to say, that that's hard to make, uh, make ends meet up there with everything that's going on. Sorry about not. No, don't, no apologies not, needed. Not getting with you guys. No, mm-hmm. you're fine. You're fine. So... 
a little bit of a, a background with me and Kelly, at least, is... Wait, you, wait, wait. I got one thing we got to talk about. What do we got to talk somebody, about? Somebody, the Jazz are playing tonight. They you know? are. Someone they scheduled are. this at a terrible time. <laughs> yes. So maybe about 15 minutes into it, somebody could give us a Jazz score update so we know what's going on. Perfect. We I'll be on that. that. I'm on it. We can do that. I like that. Good thinking, Kelly. Good thinking. Yeah, game five. <laughs> I know. Well, I think that's we the think. reason we were able to do the podcast at the Expo, if I remember. You text me and say, hey, what about right now? And you're like, oh, sorry, I'm on my way to the jazz game. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Whatever. exactly. You Southern well, Utah people have to go to a jazz <clears throat> game when you're up north. So, oh, Well, you know, when we make it up there, we got to do it. That's so. true. <laughs> so, anyways, um. Kelly and I, we got we got to know each other a little bit because of my sportsman's tag, and I know McCade keeps giving me a hard time about it, about talking about it so much, but with Kelly specifically, that's how I got in contact with him, and it all started because me and my dad, you know, we are just trying to figure out, are we going to try to make this a lifetime memory by videoing it ourselves, and we had all, you know, we'd had plenty of other people offer to video it and I was on YouTube one day and some of Kelly's videos from his time during the rut on the Henry's popped up and I had watched a certain video or two and I just loved this one particular buck I think it was a trashy nasty buck Kelly do you remember that yep. buck mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and so I was um you know really really uh really enjoyed watching that video and so I'm like oh Kelly knows the Henry's and he videos that's what he does and and at that point kelly you know it was 2013 how long had you been doing the iVideo wildlife thing so the idea of the the iVideo wildlife website specifically was uh was kind of launched the fall of 2011 is when i launched it um as far as filming hunts you know, I've I've filmed family and my own little little outings and stuff like that, just just for fun and just for memories, uh, which is honestly what 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 iVideo Wildlife's all about. It, it's just documenting memories and you know and and having them saved for forever. But I've been doing that since 2004, I believe, was when I very first started filming, making DVDs. Okay. And, uh, and sharing them with buddies and family, and but then the website was launched in in eleven. Okay. Yep. Okay. So. Awesome. Yeah. And so it was that video, the trashy nasty video, and I remember I was at Cow Ranch, working the gun counter, supposed to be working, and I'm on the internet watching hunting videos because at that point in time, I think it was about May or June at this point, I can't remember exactly, but I decided to shoot you an email. Ask you if you've ever videoed, a, you know, a sportsman's tag hunt before, and you instantly got back to me. I think later that night and said, "No, I haven't." Why? Do you have the tag? If I remember correctly, I'm like, "I do actually." And you're well, like, "Kind of, kind of perks a guy up." Yeah, wait, sportsman's tag for uh-huh. the state of Utah. Yeah, so I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Would you be interested?" And you're like, "Heck yeah," you know. And so we met up in Cedar City. When I went to your house and kind of talked about things, and and then. From there, it just went to getting things in line, scouting trips planned, and hitting the mountain, essentially. And from there on, 
uh, you know, I've considered you a close friend. You, you were part of the biggest hunt of my life and probably one of the top three or four memories so far of my life, you know? And so from that point on, it's like, cool, got a cool friendship with Kelly. And, and through that hunt, I've had a lot of opportunities to get to know a lot of people in the hunting world. Kelly, with you, were you able to witness that as well through iVideo Wildlife, your website? Did that hunt allow you to make more connections? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'll back up just to, just for a second, though, and, and just say that, you know, we, we did connect. We did, you know, we met up at my house and, and kind of just let each other know our expectations, you know, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But it, but instantly we 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 became friends, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and mm-hmm. to me, the the whole summer was kind of the, the cool special part about your tag Yeah, is, you know, I was an outsider and I got to be involved in that hunt with your family Yeah, and your best friends and just kind of try not to ruin it, I guess, or try to, try to just be, um, just there to document it and capture it. But, but we did become good friends and, and we've stayed in touch ever since then, you know, so yeah. that was, that was a, that was a cool part about your hunt to me, uh, but yeah, it did open up. It did open up. Uh, you know, a lot of people watched. We we created the series mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I think I've learned a lot since then on my filming skills. I I'm I I wish I would have done a better job on your videos, but I guess uh, I guess it is what it is. You learn you learn a little bit every year, but. And the technology um, was different then too. You know, it's come so far since 2013. We're only talking five years, but it's a whole nother ball game now. It it does. It changes so fast, and the camera gear changes so fast that it's hard to it's hard to keep up with it. But um, yeah, you know, a lot of we we set it up as a kind of a series, kind of like you see on on vlogs nowadays. But it wasn't really a vlog, but it was more. Instead of just one video, we we shared it, and this mm-hmm. is before anybody ever really d- had done this. You know, we shared yeah. it more as a, a documentary of our summer scouting. You know, all the way up through, it it's not just a final video, which we did produce a final video. Correct. But, yeah. But we we got people pretty hyped up and and excited for your hunt through the two or three videos we did before we actually did the the you know the kill shot and the final video type type deal and i i think that's what really gravitated people towards uh our little series that we did yeah Uh, i don't know maybe maybe you've seen the same thing no i i thought the same thing i remember being a little nervous because I wanted, you know, part of me asking you is I wanted to, you know, my, I remember the conversation with my dad was, you know, dad, this Kelly Cox, he's kind of up and coming as far as the video thing goes. And, you know, I, I think it'd be cool to have him on. And my dad, I remember specifically said, well, you know, you've been blessed with this great opportunity. Why don't you kind of pass the buck and, and give this guy an opportunity to kind of get his name out there it was kind of the conversation. And I just remember you coming to me and saying, you know, I'm, I think we should release you know, a video after each weekend scouting trip. And I remember being like, oh, that, but that might take away from your video sales at the end of the year. Because up to that point, I think other people around the state who did videos 
would have a big reveal, you know, at the end of hunting season and they would make, yeah. you know, their money that way. But I definitely have seen and noticed, you know, at the time by do, you know, posting those that videos. Was kind of, that up. was kind of the end of the, the DVD era. You know, I did yeah. produce a DVD mm-hmm. with that, but it was kind of right there at the end of the era of, you know, people just weren't watching DVDs anymore and people oh. were wanting to just watch it online. And yep. after I produced that DVD, I think I did one more DVD. And then I was just like, you know what? It's dead. It's, it's died. You know, it's came and gone and, and YouTube or so, you know, whatever is, is the future. So, yeah. So. Yeah, that it's it definitely evolved. Um, I remember, you know, all the Mossback videos, Tines Up vi- DVDs, all that stuff. And the, I mean, now the hunting channel, even on uh, TV, is dying. Is it really? Yeah, oh yeah, it's everything's going to online-based platforms. Wow. I mean, YouTube is just taking it. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, what is the? They just... they they are as long as they don't screw it up here for us. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a whole. We can have a whole nother podcast on those things. <laughs> what videos are yeah, allowed right. and what videos aren't? <laughs> Kelly, yeah. for for those people that are listening, um, um, what is the series called? How can they find the series of the hunt we've been discussing? Well, geez, it put me on the <laughs> it's spot. It's been five there. years. <laughs> I, you you think... know what? I think we just pretty much called it the Utah Sportsman's. Zach, help me out. You yeah. probably as much as I have. Well, I always uh, joke around that, like, I think there's, like, uh, the kill shot video, I think there's, like, 48, 49,000 views, and I always joke around that 25 of them are myself. So I've definitely, <laughs> yeah. you know, seen it quite a bit, but... Um, I think so, that we so, had so the easiest way, uh, and this is not a self promotion deal here, but uh-huh. the easiest way, if you do get on the iVideo Wildlife YouTube channel, and you go to, uh, <clears throat> I have, I have a a uh, a series that you can click onto, and you can watch every single video of just the Sportsman's Buck series of videos. Oh, there you you don't have to watch anything else on my channel. You can just go to that. But you should watch other things on the channel. And, and watch them. Yep. Kelly has a lot of great videos. If you haven't heard of iVideo Wildlife, you've been living under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly has some awesome stuff. Um, every September I get fired up watching your videos with all the bulls coming and bugling. And, man, that's uh, that gets you pumped for uh, the hunt. It's true. Yeah, you're... I appreciate it. I, I'm kind of... I don't know. I, I feel like I learn every year and get a little bit better every year, and, and hopefully it's entertaining to people for sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I believe it is. And and so after my hunt, Kelly, we inst- you your dad had a once-in-a-lifetime bighorn sheep hunt, correct? Uh, 13 was a big year for us, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that I, was I kind remember. of the, the thing was – you know, you kind of were like, oh, I hope you don't wait until the rut to kill the thing because I'm going to be helping my dad. And it was kind of a touch and go kind of thing. It was like, oh, man, how are we going to play this out? But it worked out perfect. And you were able to enjoy that hunt with your dad. An amazing video, too. If, if you know, for those of you listening, it's a sweet video. Yeah. Yeah. We had the bighorn sheep hunt for my dad. And 
I had a bear hunt that same year. Oh, that's right. Um, and, and a lot and my lion hunt also all in, that's all in a the busy same year. year so we were able to throw some footage down for sure. I was busy editing, that was for sure. Oh, yeah. And that's the most time-consuming of it all, <laughs> if you've oh, ever boy. edited. It, yeah. yeah. And, and like you said, Kelly, you know, when it came to, you know, my family and friends, I felt like you just fell right into the mold. You know, you just instantly became one of us, made the hunt just seem, rather than you being a videographer, I felt like you were a friend helping me hunt, you know, and then the video thing came second. And I think you're right on that, and, and I think that's probably what's made it so rewarding for you in videoing your friends and your family's hunts. And you can tell in your videos, especially that hunt two years ago, I think, in Colorado, your dad's Colorado deer hunt, when you get, when you kind of hit, hit you, that special experience mm-hmm. you had, you know, and that was, oh yeah. I mean, I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. Like, that's what it's about. That's what it's all about. And capturing it those, those moments know, on and... film. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, and, you know, with the iVideo Wildlife, I've, I've tried a few different avenues, you know, with, with the website and, and you know, getting hired out to film hunts and doing big, huge hunt giveaways, you know, and, and trying to turn it into to something, I guess you you would say, you know, and and the more I pushed it, the more honestly it 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 became a job and it became less fun yeah i don't i don't want to turn off all your viewers but if if we're not if we're not doing this because we're we enjoy it and the minute you turn it into something that it's something you have to do Mm -hmm. you're you're gonna soon find out you're not gonna do it no more you know and so I've changed a few things with the iVideo Wildlife. You know, I'm not, I, it, it's not a big deal for me to do the big hunt giveaways. It's not a, I'm not trying to go out and get, um, you know, hired on to film hunts or anything like that. It's more just about me capturing the memories of, of me, my family, you know, and, and I do a, do occasional hunts, you mm-hmm. know, but within within reason you yeah. know what i mean so well i remember i was talking to uh kaylin lemon actually i was up on colob kind of up above like it was like a little piece of blm property in between some zion land where some deer would go down in winter and it was actually where mossback killed that governor's tag that scored 277 that one year and mm-hmm. um I was talking to Kalen because he was up there looking because that kind of all of a sudden became a hot spot. And there were some big deer in there, but I was just kind of picking Kalen's brain. And I was like, so do you like being a guide? And he's like, uh, kind of. And he kind of explained how, yeah, it's it's a job now. It's not something, you know, it's not going out with your family and hunting. And then I also worked with Andrew Heaton of Color Country Outfitters, his brother's Wade. And Andrew, mm-hmm. you know, considers himself to be a professional hunter. That's what he does. That's kind of his main source of income. And he said, Zach, to be honest with you, the amount of ulcers that I get every October in my stomach because I've been trying to get these clients who have such high expectations on stuff, he says it, it literally drains you physically and mentally. <clears throat> and he says, you know, everybody says, oh, it'd be so cool to be a hunting guide. But once you take that and you've experienced it with iVideo Wildlife, you know, now 
once it becomes more like a job, it just kind of quickly turns into a snowball effect if you're not careful and takes the fun out of it. It does, you know, but but there's all them guys you talked about uh, do an amazing job, you know, mm-hmm. with with what they've turned it into, and and it's it's hard. I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of talking out both sides of my mouth here because it's hard to not. You know, if it creates an opportunity for you to 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 make some money or make some side money or whatever, it's hard to not let that happen. But mm-hmm. I guess all I'm saying to anybody listening that that cares is, <laughs> is just keep it fun. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and and do it for the right reason and keep it fun. You know. So and and honestly, that that was all I Video Wildlife was ever about. As I started it to share. It's my, it's my journal through video. I like so. that. Yeah, that, I yeah I like it. That you know put that way. Definitely agree. So Kelly, I got oh. a question for you. How did your uh, how did your camera gear evolve uh, from when you first started uh, to what you've got now? You know, I'm there's there's so many camera options out there. I mean it that it definitely it evolved for sure you know but i've always had you know even zach's hunt and and years before zach's hunt i've always loved videoing wildlife and that's why <laughs> that's why i i've always had nice camera gear you know what i mean so but it just i mean it changes so fast and and evolves so much that that it's hard it's hard to keep up with but but to this day I have people get on my Instagram or, or or the last 4K video I put out of the bighorn sheep. You know, I've had guys like Tim Burnett with Solo Hunters oh. message me and say, "Dude, what camera are you using?" Dude, that's you know? awesome. And, and he and he and he uses the best of the best, and I'm using a $1,800 camera. Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, every camera I own is less than $2,000. Uh, I, I don't have, I don't have the big interchange. I have a small Sony right now. Currently I have a small Sony 6,300 that has interchangeable lenses for like wide angle, you know, scenery, landscape, time-lapse shot. And it also has a, a prime lens that I can get some night uh, photos with and, and some more shallow depth of view type shot with that camera. And then my main camera is a Sony RX-10 III. It's about a $1,500 camera. It's got a fixed lens on it, but it it's a lens that goes all the way out to 600 millimeters, an F4 lens. So it's a, it's a dang nice camera, but mm-hmm. I've just found that I don't have running and gunning out in the out in the mountains i just i don't want to be worried about what lens i have on or what lens i got to get off and get on before this happens or that happens and and i just i just have found this system works great for me and 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 honestly guys the mat the magic the magic happens after when you're on the computer honestly um anybody can go grab a camera and pick it up and as long as you do the smart thing and put it on a tripod you know you can get 
you can get just the same shots as as I'm getting or, or anybody else is getting, but uh, you know, the editing software, the post production stuff, you know, color grading, all that kind of that that that's probably where I've evolved the most since your hunt, Zach, is 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 what happens after I get home, you know, with yeah. the footage. Okay. So yeah, it's amazing to see yeah. what what a good editor can do with some of even the worst uh, film. You know, I I've seen a lot of guys running a camera for a whole hunt without ever putting the camera on a tripod, and it's so freaking shaky. <laughs> and then you put that footage in someone's hands, and with their creative eye and just editing skills, they can actually make something pretty decent out of all that shaky footage. <laughs> Yeah, just the way yeah. they piece it. So and cut it. The softwares these days are are pretty amazing of what they can do, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, and yeah, you know that honestly, time spent after after the videoing uh, in the post production is is m- way more important than the filming goes. So, but would you say nine times out of ten, having your camera on tripods for your shots is is pretty critical. Oh yeah, I, I mean, it's, when I'm out trying to film a whatever, you know, whether I'm over Green River filming bighorn sheep, or if I'm down on the Henrys, you know, if I'm if I'm trying to get that shot, I think Zach can even tell you, you know, that camera is on my tripod and on my shoulder, just like a spot and scope would be to some guys. You know, I yeah. I walk around with that thing. Mm-hmm. mounted on a tripod and i mean there there's some hunts if it, it's just me and bridger my son you know i don't sometimes you get sick of filming yeah <laughs> like that that double that double down video last year i made something out of it but i had no intentions of like trying to just really do a super good job filming in fact bridger was running the camera a lot of the times on that hunt you know so there's there's times where it's nice just to just to grab the camera and get a little you know right in your face type it can be shaky or whatever but if you're if you're trying to film an animal or or do a do a good job that somebody's going to want to watch you you want that thing on a tripod for sure yeah Kelly you kind of mentioned this is a kind of a good segue into it cuz I kind of wanted to talk to you about this as far as being a dad and getting your kids into the outdoors, getting them to love the outdoors, gain a passion for it like you have. And, you know, I I knew Bridger when he's 12 years old, and he had just killed, how big was that buck, 185 inches? That buck that he ended oh, up killing? The, that, uh, so his very first buck he killed was that G6 yep, buck when yeah. he was 12. Yep. Now, that, that, I think that buck was more, no, he's... He's in the one seventies. You he? know, he's yeah, he's he's a cool buck, but right. he's kinda young. You had the history with but the buck. We, we can't give that thing. kid too much credit. Yeah. He's killed, he's killed bigger <laughs> I stuff know. Than me. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to kinda touch on was your passion for videoing and creating memories. I mean, over the last couple of years you have you have created so many memories for you and Bridger to always have. And that double down video where both of you guys kill gnarly bucks. Your buck was incredible with the ice pick coming off the back. 
and then Bridger's buck is just a monarch, you know, just how old was his deer, do you think? I, I'm not sure. He, they're at the taxidermist right now, but I mean, his buck doesn't score near what my buck scores, but it, his deer is at a minimum two years older than my deer, yeah. maybe, maybe three or more. Yeah. So, but, so what, what did, what have you done Kelly as, as a, as a dad and as, you know, a videographer and now as, you know, you started big game out, Utah big game outfitters, what have, what have you done and what are your goals to keep your family motivated uh, specifically Bridger, your son, you know, what, what have you done to help him gain that passion? What, what can fathers do out there that may have like an eight year old boy, you know, kind of coming up through the ranks? What, would you have any advice for them on what they could do to kind of develop that passion for the outdoors? Man, just, you know, honestly, just, just what, what my dad did to me and probably your dad did to you is provide them the opportunity to be there. You know what I mean? Just get them, get them out there. Uh, you know, take the time and make sure, you know, I, for years, it was kind of funny because last year Bridger, Bridger told me, he says, Dad, you haven't killed a deer in however many years because you're always helping me. Mm-hmm. He's all, you, this is your year to kill a big deer, you know? <laughs> so, um, I'd put him cool. first yeah. since he was 12 years old. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um and I think now that he's getting older, he realized, he, you know, he realized that. And we just, <clears throat> you know, Bridger did some sports. He didn't, he didn't do a ton of sports in high school. He did some baseball and then ended up not making the teams and things like that. He just has always told me, he's like, I, don't, I, I just want to go hunt with you and I'm good with that. And, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to push you into, into sports or something that, you know, can can be not fun, you know, in high school or whatever. So we've that's that's just what kind of been our thing, you know, is is hunting and and fishing together. You know, last year I went to Colorado without Bridger um, because of his schooling and stuff, and it it bothered it bothered me not having him out there with me. You know, so yeah. luckily I get to go back this year. Hopefully with he'll draw the same tag and and then we'll go over there but we just became hunting buddies you know and we we it just started i guess with me providing that providing him the opportunity and taking him and and doing it together out in the outdoors so yeah i think you know because you've provided that passion you know bridger being younger you know he's he wants to kill the big buck but i think with him telling you, hey, Dad, and recognizing, Dad, you haven't killed a deer for a few years, I think that is him kind of maturing through you giving him the opportunities and so many great opportunities for him to realize, you know what? It's not about the big deer. It's about the memories that I want to have with my dad. And so for him yep. to be able to say, you know what, Dad? It's your turn. I want to have a memory of you killing a big buck or, you know, it's your turn to be behind the, the scope, you know, so that – that's neat. That's cool that Bridger is able to recognize that and and be, you know, there's a lot of punk kids out there that wouldn't do that for their dad. A little selfish. That's cool. Bridger, you know, is like, hey, dad, it's your turn. Yeah. No, it was it was cool. It was a 
it kind of shocked me and blew me away that he said it, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, after what, what is he 17 after five years, I, I didn't turn down the opportunity. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. It's <laughs> my turn. Cool. Hey, quick update. Cause you wanted it, Kelly. It's halftime. Yeah. Jazz are up 56 to 41 over OKC. Oh, we're smoking them. Man. Yeah. That's right. Listen, Paul George is on his way to L.A. right now. I don't think he's coming out for the second half. They've thrown in the towel. That Westbrook is whining tonight. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Sorry for any Oklahoma listeners right now, but uh, our Jazz are kind of taking taking it to you guys. Oh, it's cool. Uh, so. Yeah, it's it's fun to see the state rally. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kelly um, – you also dabble in some outfitting, right? You, uh, you yeah. and your buddy started. After... Go ahead. So, so I video wildlife kind of, you know, for the same reasons that Zach reached out to me is, is a lot of people, a lot of people would, you know, see videos or see animals that I might've filmed or whatever. And, and they would reach out to me and be like, well, yeah, where should I put in? You know, what should I do? I've got this many elk points, or I've got yeah. this many deer points. I've asked you that and since I, over the last few years. Kelly, what, what yeah. would you put in, you know? Yeah, and so I, I got that a lot, you know, and it built off of the iVideo Wildlife, you know, platform. And uh, I actually, so, so the guy that helped my dad on his bighorn sheep hunt, his name's Colby Hunt. Um, I met him over there on my dad's hunt. We, we, we hit it off pretty good. And then, but nothing happened. I mean, it, what we went, I didn't become part of, of Utah big game outfitters with Kobe until, uh, 15 is when he, uh, he gave me a call and said, you know, I'm a one man band. I feel like I've got a good name. You know, I, I'm, you know what kind of person I am. You know what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to be the biggest, the biggest outfitter in the state of Utah and have, you know, have stuff going on everywhere and guides all over the mountain. We do. I want to just stay small, but I want to, I want to really base my outfitter business off of the guides that are out there with their boots on the ground and their trucks getting beat up to, to make, the majority of the money and uh it basically said do you want to be a partner with me and i thought about it and and thought back of all the all the talk discussions and talks i've had with people over the years and i just i just thought you know i've never i never really wanted to be a guide myself mm-hmm. but if i could be a, a partner a business partner in a in a company and i could help with people asking me questions like that then then maybe it'd be a good fit and you know we laid a laid a plan out on the table and and that's that's what it is is uh colby uh he he formed the company and then he let me into it and i'm more of a i do have my guide's license but i'm more of a business partner like i'm not out there worried i'm not out there worried about getting you know, booked up for the fall for myself. In fact, I honestly, I I don't even have time to, to take more than maybe one hunt a fall. And 
And so that's all I had, and I kind of helped with the finances and the permits. I mean, the permit, the permitting with the state of Utah with BLMs and Forest Services, it's it's a job. You know, you've got to be. Yeah, you yeah. don't just get a permit for BLM for everywhere. You have to get a Cedar BLM, and then you've got to get a, a Richfield BLM, and then you've got to get a St. George BLM, and every one of them time-consuming and and so that's what i do and i help kind of advertise and promote and talk to hunters on the phone and and book hunts and then i kind of hand them off to a select few guides that we have in the company that that just take hunts for us so right on so kelly how many how many guides do you have working for utah big game outfitters uh, last year, 2017, we had Jace Guyman. Um, Who's the machine, as you call him. Yeah, <laughs> the machine. He is I, a I give him that nickname. That kid's a, he's an animal for sure. Makes a 43-year-old guy like me look bad on the mountain. But, yeah, he did a bunch of hunts for us. Um, I think he helped you, didn't he, a he, little bit? He did. He is a stud. Yeah. Holy cow. Couldn't have done it without him. Yeah, you cut out on me a little bit. Yeah, I I couldn't have done it without Jace's help. That guy was dragging me all over the mountain and making me yeah. look pathetic. No, that, that hunt was yeah. in Kelly's neck of the woods there on the Manti. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, you say that, but Jace Jace lives. Jace in, lives on that mountain. Uh, <laughs> he lives on the Emory side. I live. I came from Manti, is where I grew up. So they literally were my backyard, and and, and I know the mountain well. But Jace Jace knows it. Like he he. I don't. I've been gone too long, and Jace is there every single night, and he knows the mountain very oh, well. Wow. Oh. So he took a bunch of hunts for us. Kobe takes. His, his big thing is sheep hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves to take the bighorn sheep hunters and, and some desert sheep hunters. Um, he does some mule deer hunts down that are on general units down in the desert on oh, the cool. floor, uh, basically off the hen, off the Henry's. <laughs> well, well, he, he so, prides himself on tracking, right? Like he, yeah. I just remember being told that, hey, Kobe can recognize a mature mule deer by his track and he will stay on that track until he finds it. And it could be two, three days yeah. later. Like he's relentless is what I've been told. Yeah. And that's what he does. And he's got, he's got returning clientele that just go on general season hunts with him year after year. And, and you know, they're killing, well, he killed a 208 inch typical with hard. It, it's, I'm going to screw this up. Kobe will be mad at me, but it's, it's in the top. I want to say it's in the either in the top five or top seven in the state of Utah for typical mule deer, and as off a general unit. Wow. That you know doesn't take a lifetime to draw. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so attractive to people to go go with him. Yeah. Um, uh, Rocky Dedamani, he he came on board last year and. I seen you had him on the po- on the podcast the other night. I watched a little bit of that. I did. And I actually hired Rocky Dedamani. He works for Straight Stripe where I work now. So we oh. became good friends and now he he works with me over there and 
so I see I see Rocky every day and but he he still wants to do a few hunts for us and uh we've got some other guys uh Taylor Flinton he hasn't done a hunt for us yet but he he's worked with Jace on a couple and he's he's excited to to start going on a few hunts with us um so yeah uh, Jared Higgins, Jared Higgins. I forgot about the lion, the hound yeah, side, yeah. lions and bears. Jared, Jared takes takes some lion and bear hunts for us on that side, and then he's got some some younger guys that like to run around with him and chase dogs around the mountains. So. Yeah, <clears throat> that's probably more. You know, when you're bear hunting, I swear. My dad's bear hunt. It was more. It was Labor Day weekend, and we were down in Monticello, and it turned into a. Uh, show there on Labor Day weekend. Dogs going into camps. Dogs getting distracted by barbecues. You know, like, hey, that smells like a good burger over there. That's where I'm going. And it's like we spent half the day <laughs> rounding dogs up. It was a pain in the butt. Houndsmen yeah. are a different breed. Houndsmen are a different breed. But Jared seems pretty cool. I've never officially met Jared, but I know a few houndsmen, and he seems to be pretty. Normal is that the right word to say when talking about hounds? Oh, very, very, very much when you're talking about hounds. As far <laughs> yeah. as I'm concerned, they're all they're all crazy. <laughs> so Utah big game yeah. outfitters, pretty much uh, any animal throughout the state of Utah, any unit. Uh not not any unit. No, I mean we kind of we kind of draw the line at you know kind of that central utah okay uh eat you know we don't we don't do much up up on the northern end of the state so at pretty all. much Just, central utah and everything south Mm-hmm. yeah okay pretty much east to west you know we yeah. go we 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 took some san juan uh elk hunters last year jace had a san juan elk tag last year and he's got another one um, this year yeah, I think that guy's sucker. as lucky as you are, Zach. I know. That's I what think I'm he's saying. luckier. <laughs> uh, no, two years in a row. Jeez. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that expo's been good to him for yes, sure. Yes, it has. But, yeah, so that, that's kind of how Utah, you know, that's the story behind Utah Big Game Outfitters. It's the. Uh, yeah, it, it, I I enjoy it. I don't. I'm not the guy out there, mm-hmm. you know, standing next to the hunter very often or anything like that. But that's, I'm okay with that because I'm okay with doing the hunts with Bridger and my dad and things like that. So. Yeah. So maybe with you not being uh, uh, like so much the guide yourself, taking clients out often. Um, so this might be stuff you're hearing from your guides, but. What are some of the uh, mo- more challenging components of dealing with clients? Uh, them not having realistic, uh, realistic expectations. Ex- not, 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 not even. I'm trying. Keep wanting to say expectations. You can hear that coming out of my mouth, but that's not even what I. They have. They don't have realistic uh mentality of what they can do themselves and honestly as good as jace guyman or kobe hunt or doyle moss or kaylin lemon or any of them guys are you you're you're really only as you you can only do what your hunter can do does that make sense i mean yeah yeah if they can't go and they can't dive into 
big canyons, you have to totally change how you hunt and you have to hunt like they can hunt. And, and it, it's a handicap for sure. Um, but that's why, you know, that's why I explained to Jace and, and these other guys that are younger like that. These, these guys are the guys that need, need help. You know, they're, they're the ones that are ready to hire an outfitter because they know they either don't have time or they're questioning their, questioning their ability to be able to do it. Mm, that's so. a good way to put it. I've never, I mean, I've thought of, you know, you always read on, and I think it's on your guys' website, but also others like Doyle Moss's website. It's like, you know, come to camp prepared, try to be in the best shape you can be, be good behind the gun, and you'll have a successful hunt. If you don't do those, you know, basic two things, you know, who knows what's going to happen. There's going to be no guarantee. Yeah. So, yeah. Being a, you're only as good yeah, as your hunters is true. You know, there's, I heard you guys talking about it the other day. And I remember even you, you know, saying you didn't really want to go on a guided hunt on your sportsman's tag and, and things like that. And, and I, I, I get that. I know that a big majority of people, don't want to pay for a guide they wouldn't pay for a guide Mm -hmm. Uh, but there is a there is a good majority or a good portion of the of the hunters out there that you know you think you you really sit back and you think about it and you know with social media i think we've all we all think that nobody has a real job (laughs) and we (laughs) we have all the time in the world to just be out there that's that's not the the truth of the matter at all. You know, where whether you're Chad Mendez and you're training for MMA and everything else, hunting hunting is time consuming. You know, yeah. Um, and if you don't have time to go out there and do it, you if you have the money, you want to you want to get a guide, then heck, do it. So, you know, I was talking to Jace um, up there on the mountain, and he was telling me about a sheep hunter he had guided. And, uh, you know, it was rough terrain. It was hot, he said. And they, he was wondering if the hunter was going to make it. And the hunter, they were able to locate the ram they wanted, and the hunter made a great shot. And then he could barely make it over to the ram. And Jay said that he posed for some pictures, and as soon as he was done with that, he was, like, throwing up. And he was just, he was not ready for what that hunt threw at him. And Jace being the machine, as you call him, he was telling me, you know, he had to take care of the sheep himself and then pack it and that the, his hunter's pack out just, you know, was giving him water, making sure he was rested and as much as he could. And I was like, holy cow, that, that sounds like a nightmare almost. Yeah, well, I, I listened to Adam Bronson with Epic on their podcast talk about, you know, the, it, <laughs> you get you get these guys that are, they're they're ready. They're excited. Their mind wants to go on these hunts, but they're physically unprepared for for what they're getting in their self into. And you know he's he's uh, you know he's called in lifelike before yeah. on his hunt. You know. Wow, that's a scary deal. Holy cow! Oh yeah, that's a lot of responsibility. I mean, that is that well, and you know you read in hunting magazines. You know how do you get like you know whether it's a a uh, hunting magazine that's, you know, published from back east, you know, outdoor world or whatever it is. It's like, how do you get ready for a western hunt? You know, it's always talking about western elk hunting. And they're always talking about the conditioning you got to go through, all this stuff. And what I experienced on my mom's elk hunt, 
and a little bit on my hunt, but my hunt, my hunt was so quick, but it is probably more mental and emotionally draining than physical, you know, and, and one, we've talked about on another podcast that if you're not in physical shape, your mental, you know, fortitude is going to go quicker. Yeah. You don't have the mental stamina when your physical stamina starts being depleted. Yeah. So that'd yeah. be a challenge to be a guide and have somebody like, oh, I, I can't imagine knowing, okay, you know, I can't imagine Dozer, the deer I killed, like seeing a deer like that and knowing nobody else knows about him. He's in this certain canyon. This hunter has an opportunity of a lifetime. It's it's a four-mile hike in, and he just didn't, you know, and you've been talking to him all summer saying, hey, you know, sending him pictures. Here's your motivation, man. Get on it. Get in shape. And then he shows up to camp. Maybe not in the best shape, but he's gung-ho to do it. And you make it halfway there, and he's just, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, it would be hard to be professional and say, you know what, let's turn around. I don't want to kill you because I would probably be like, suck it up, dude. We're going. Like, just, you know, <laughs> kick it in the butt. Let's go. But you can cry about right. this later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that that's definitely would be tough. Yeah, I think, I, I, honestly, I think that's the biggest challenge. You know, you can get over – with, you know, everybody's got different personalities and, and you can kind of, you can kind of get, get over some of that and just get, get on with the hunt. But yeah, definitely the, the, the impreparedness is, is probably the hardest, hardest thing about guiding. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, in, in prepared, unprepared, unprepared, I meant to say, that's okay. <laughs> you're from, you're, you're from San Pete County. That's acceptable you, up there. I you grew know? up in San Pete, and you're making me talk way more than I normally talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, McCade says he has family in San Pete, and McCade's last name is Cox. And we were like, I wonder if you guys are related down the line a little bit. I think we Facebook messaged a little bit about that. Yeah, we'll have to a long a long time ago, but we'll I'm have not... to look at a family tree sometime and see. <laughs> I know. Then, I know you might be dang you might be dangling right there on the same limb as me. Seriously. Yeah, and then he'll just start asking for the same hookups Bridger's getting. Yeah. Hey, you want to take me hunting Since we're family, too? You know, hey. <laughs> we're family. Let's, do, let's make some family memories. That's right. <laughs> so, on the flip yeah. side to the question I asked a little bit ago, what what has been like the most rewarding part of your business as a guide? As a guide or as a uh, iVideo Wildlife? Because I, honestly, I haven't guided much. Or as an outfitter, probably more. You're outfitter. probably more of an outfitter. Right? I, I mean, I, I well, think it kind of goes one and the same. You're seeing these people on their on their hunts, even as iVideo Wildlife. Yeah, you, you just feel as you're part of it or you participated in it. You know, if you're a guide, I think, I think, I think the guides, honestly, if, if you got five guys to sit down and really be truthful and honest with you it's an ego boost for them <laughs> yeah yeah that's why that's why i would drag my hunter three canyons i don't care if you die of a heart attack we're killing this deer so i can say i guided you to it you know and i and i i'm not meaning that in a bad way to guide but but when they're able to get in that grip and grin photo of that giant buck and you know no, they didn't pull the trigger, but 
you know they were they pushing all that the hunter and they and they did the guy or the scouting and they did the preparation for it i think i think deep down uh you know that buck's a good percentage of of almost their own buck in a way yeah so that's truth right there well i mean i need to shy away from that when do they ever get a hunt for themselves you know they don't. that would they be don't. the hardest part for me yeah yeah i don't i don't I, kobe kobe i think i've seen i mean he takes his kids hunting but he hasn't hunted for himself since i've known him wow not once wow yeah <laughs> you, you know what kelly i've got I think the only time, no, there's twice, but I I met Kobe on my hunt on the Henrys. And do you remember the first time I think I really met him was when it was me, you, and Chase. We went up on that hike and we got those cool bucks, that buck's drinking out of the, you know, the water out of the rock and it's hailing up there. Mm -hmm. It's when, it's when Bridger walked right over those sheds and didn't even see him and he looked like he was going to cry. No, I mean, he's still boobs about that to this day. <laughs> but it was after that hike, and we get into camp, and my dad and Binkley are there, and they're like, hey, uh, you know, these guides up here, they've got a big deer they want to show you. And I'm like, really? And they're like, and I just remember Binkley going like, dude, it's huge. It's a big deer. And so that kind of gave me an opportunity to kind of, okay, well, it's going to be big, you know. It wasn't going to be like a shock and awe kind of thing. And I remember, you know, Kobe and his buddy, it was Taylor, and he's like, hey, uh, Here's this buck we got, you know, they just kind of wanted, they threw it out there kind of with that ego, kind of like, hey, yeah, you seen anything like this? And I just straight faced, just go, yeah, that's a cool buck, but you should have seen the bucks we saw today. And they just kind of, <laughs> and Kobe like walked away. I can't believe this shit. And he walks away. I remember just doing that. Like he was just kind of oh, like. He, 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 I, I, I don't know if I ever told you that, but he was pissed. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he, he was, like, was pissed. What, what's the matter with that kid? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. He just looked at a 240-inch deer, and he just shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that is my dream buck. But because Binkley gave me, you know, I didn't want them to know they had all the cards, you know, in their hand. I wanted to be like, cool, dude, and like, awesome, good job. This is what you're supposed to do, you know, good job. <laughs> dude, but I remember Kobe stormed away from camp with his hands on his head like you've got to be freaking kidding me like yeah like dead serious. i remember you did mention something about it like dude kobe thinks you're like you don't know what the hell you're looking at you know <laughs> just, that's like my one and only yeah. time really knowing kobe because it was soon after that that he you know went out on his own and and i didn't see much of him after but that's just it was just a funny memory from that hunt just him and him and taylor just kind of looking at me like Dude, you are. Oh yeah, they did. They didn't know what to think of you when you kind of shrugged that buck yeah. off. And then I go back to camp, you know, and I'm just like, guys, that that that's my dream buck. That's huge, you know. But I wasn't gonna let them know that. I was just like, eh, cool, <laughs> good job, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. It was. Yeah. So I mean, them not being able to hunt that would that would be hard. But I think they lived their life through through you know through through the. Uh, they're, they're people that they're taking out and they're helping kill these big animals with, you know, they have to be. So yeah. that's how they get the gratification out of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Kelly, along those same lines, you know, as you have different clients, I mean, we're, well, you know, this is kind of a random question, but where's the most off the wall, you know, spot on the map that you've had a client before you had somebody from like, Hawaii or you know clear back east Vermont that's kind of contacted you or are they relatively all out here in the west 
Uh, we've taken some Wisconsin is is kind of a for whatever reason it's it's a it's kind of a hot state. I get a lot of phone calls from Wisconsin, which is different to me. I've had uh, New York. I've had guys from New York, you know, call and want to do lion hunts or something like that. And, uh, no, nobody from from Hawaii yet. A lot of California. Yeah. So when you're California when you guys when you get the calls from Wisconsin and New York. You know, what are some things that you tell them, in, you know, for preparation or some things you recommend to those people? You know, hey, if you're looking to come out here to Utah, this is what to expect. What are some of those things that you go through as an outfitter, kind of lining them out? Yeah, just, yeah, just what we've talked about, you know, you just, you just pound it home to them that, that we're at, you know, 7,000 to... Ten five, you know, foot mm-hmm. elevation, and 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 it's just, I mean, they, they they're rocky mountains, they're steep mountains, and, and you just you just try to try to prepare them, you know, just like what you were reading on the websites and stuff. You just you just pound, you have to pound that home. Um, shooting distance, you know, we you know long range, whatever, kind of gets a bad rap, but heck, you know, a lot of these guys come out and. They, they, they literally hide. don't shoot past a hundred to one hundred and fifty yards. Yeah. You know, at, when when you're out rifle hunting here in the West, you know, I mean that's that's nothing. We gotta we gotta be able to reach out there, you know, whatever whatever you're comfortable with, but three four hundred, you know, at least is what you should be trying to do. Well, especially yeah. if they're you know. They are. They have some elevation sickness, and they can't go further. It's like, okay, we got to take this cross canyon shot here, and that's kind of yep. drive yeah, drive that point home for sure. Right. Uh, so that's awesome. Yeah, I'm it, I'm happy for you, Kelly, dude. To go from my via wildlife to all of a sudden starting that Utah Big Game Outfitters and being with Kobe and just kind of seeing how everything tied back together, and then I'm you know I'm pissed off at Bridger because that kid every every grown man. And every young kid probably hates Bridger, to be honest. That little sucker. <laughs> he's killed so yeah. many big deer. And then he, you know, he's getting yeah. to the point now where he's in the pictures kind of like, yeah, this is just another year. It's just kind of, yeah, it's, expect- it's expected right now. I'm just like, oh, right. little sucker. <laughs> oh, dang. He'll get, he'll get schooled. He, you know, he's starting to go less and less with dad. You know, kind of, well, I'm going to go with the buddies and do this. I, I remember last year was the very first year, so I did, we probably went through a ton of long stories, and these guys are sick, sick of hearing this stuff. But um, I, I took Bridger and Brandon on a hunt back close to when uh, when when I took you on yours. I think it was the next year. I think I it was that, it was a, that year. A, it was that year. You had them draw – straws or whatever the twigs right yeah I, I made them draw straws on who got to shoot first even though me and bridger you know found the buck the week before and i explained to bridger i said if you go through life you know hunt with with a, what you call a hunting buddy but you're not willing to let that hunting buddy shoot the buck that you see you know you ain't gonna be friends you're gonna, you're, you're not gonna have a hunting buddy you're gonna be hunting by yourself you have to be, you have to have that that attitude that you're out there to help each other and so that's what we did that was my lesson that night we drew straws bridger lost 
the buddy went and shot the buck the next morning. You know, a week later, we got Bridger a, a cool buck. Uh-huh. So, full circle, them two are 12-year-old little little kids. Now they're 17-year-old boys. They're starting, they can drive, they go out, they come home one night last August. I remember it was archery season. I hadn't even hunted for myself. All I'd done, when I went hunting, I went hunting to help Bridger. I'd, I'd sit behind the glass. I didn't even take my bow with me last year. And uh, they come home one night, flip the phone scopes out. They show me this giant buck. And I'm like, holy crap. I said, let's go kill that thing. Man, they got all kind of weird on me. And I'm like, what's going on? Well, we're going to try to get this buck, Dad. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my <laughs> heck. Dad, dude didn't even get to go with them. Oh, all this. man. That's it, Bridger. I, I saw know. that story yeah. going way differently. So did I. <laughs> I did, too. Hey, I thought man. it I thought it was going to be maybe, a... maybe that's why he felt so bad on the rifle hunt. <laughs> oh, my. Bad. It's your, your time to kill the deer. Gosh. But, we hosted but, it. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, kids are kids. and Yeah. But he, they didn't kill the deer, by the way. They they should have took my help. <laughs> Rub it in their faces a little bit there. Well, now you can go kill it this year. They still won't tell me where it's at. Oh, oh my god! They, 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 wow. they won't tell me where it's at. Secrets oh from my. Dad. That's, That's it. That's it. We'll come down <laughs> with you, Kelly. We'll go find bigger deer, and then we won't tell Bridger. Right. We'll have a contest. <laughs> Say, Bridger, right. I, you I've, and Brandon I've, go I've out. Locked up, I've locked up my trail cameras. I'm like, all right, we're playing this game. But, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just kidding. We can put on that. Oh, that's no, funny. it's cool. It's cool. It, you know. I that probably sounded way worse than it really was, but it's cool to see your kid too go out and kind of do it on his own and yeah. not necessarily keeping it a secret, but but the evolution of it, you know what yeah. I mean? And, well, that's kind of the fruit of your labor coming to fruition. You know what I mean? Just kind of like, hey, he he feels comfortable being in the field. He feels comfortable sleeping on his own out in the back. You know, he feels like he can survive. He feels like he can stalk in on an animal like. That's just you you'd, saying. You'd, you'd be, I think you'd be shocked at how many kids in today's age at 16 or 17 wouldn't even know where to begin, guys. Oh, they Kelly. wouldn't. They wouldn't even know where to begin. We have. You know? I and, have this argument all the time in physical therapy in the clinic because we have some like young girls like just out of high school as our like physical therapy techs. You know, they're thinking about going to school for it, so we hire them and. Just some of the stories they have of the boys they're dating. I'm like, huh. I was like, I don't even think that these kids would even know how to where the little lever is to pop the hood, let alone to walk around to the hood and then know where the latch is to undo the hood. And then you want them to check the oil? BS. They don't even know what they're doing. So to see kids getting out in the outdoors, yeah, that's rare. It's a rare breed now. It is. It is, and it's sad, you know, because that is our that is our future, and that's what this, you know, I I I've hashtagged it or whatever on Instagram before, but the whole passing on the passion thing, you know, yeah, but and it's you guys, we talked about it earlier. You got to get them out there. You got to get them enjoying it, and and you you can't force it. You know what I mean? You can't you can't make anybody do anything, but you got to put it on a, you got to put it on that silver plate for them to do and let them choose. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And if it's something they love and they want to do, then keep feeding them. Yeah. Keep feeding it to them, you know? Yeah, it's crazy to me because even when I was in high school, there was kind of a stigma against it, but it was still acceptable. But it was the cool thing to have a camel jacket and wear it down the hallways of school. Like, that was, you were a cool kid. You know, everybody, every boy had a camo jacket. But it had to be, like, the wetlands. Yeah, the camo. wetlands, that like is you were, true. Yeah. You are way cool if you were a Yeah, not the real tree camo. It was <laughs> wetlands. Yeah, well, Maybe that was a Grantsville thing. Marsh shadow. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, now, geez, if, you know, hey, the tighter the pants, the cooler you are now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's That's that the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> uh, if you can fit your phone yeah. in your front pocket, mm-mm, not tight enough. Go, go, go to the little girl section. And get your pants. That's how I feel. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you, Kelly, on that in that aspect for sure. Well, I hope, I hope, I hope we pass it on. You know, and then when we get a good generation of of, of up and comers, let's call them. And but it's good. I think, I think. It's it, the writing's on the wall. It's going to be harder and harder and harder every year. It's just kind of a little bit less, a little bit less. I mean, you think of your own life, your own lifespan mm-hmm. of what you're talking about from when you were in school to where you are now. Yeah, ten years. And, you know, it, it, it's crazy how fast we're losing it. Yeah. So, I got a couple random a, questions for you, Kelly. We bet we better get on a happy note. Yeah. Well, a happy note, real quick. Jazz update. Six minutes left in the third quarter. Seventy-one. Jazz. Fifty-six. OKC. Oh, we're gonna. Yeah. Taking it to him again. We're taking it. Taking it home tonight. That's right. Moving, we're moving on to the rocket. Heck yeah! Little rematch there from the nineties. Yeah, John Stockton. Okay, <laughs> I got a couple yeah. couple uh, quick questions for you, Kelly. Just going to shoot them out okay. there. What's your favorite caliber rifle? Oh, I'm a I'm a 300 rum guy. 300 rum. Oh. Yep. <laughs> I am. 300 yep. rum short mag with a Huskama scope. You sound all too familiar <laughs> Not, with that gun. Well, you know, it kind of helped <laughs> no, me kill no, a certain no, deer. No, it's 300 <laughs> rum short mag. That don't work, but. Oh yeah. When you hunted with me. It wasn't uh, just Zach, a 300 short mag. It was a, it was a 300 short yeah, mag. Yeah, not the rum. I was going to shoot the no. rum and it was so out of whack. It was jacked up so Kelly's like, "Here, uh, I got this gun. You know, we don't want to screw this up, so let, here, use my gun. It's dead on." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I didn't know if you'd want to bring that story up. <laughs> no, I'm fine with it. Well, we and we, then we can talk. I always tell people are like, "You thought you shot the wrong deer?" I'm like, "Listen, you know, adrenaline, was, adrenaline was pumping. It was just a joke, you know. I just just wanted to throw everybody off. You were so serious. It was so funny. Dude, and was... then you got Kelly questioning himself. Wait, was it? Oh, yeah. Well, I was confident. And then, and then, he's and ba- then Kelly's like... bad-mouthing me in the back. Of the, you shot the deer without looking at it? What oh. kind of hunter are you? And <laughs> like, I'm like, dang it. <laughs> Trying not to psych myself out. Well, yeah, I, you didn't look at that rack before you pulled the trigger? I looked at the no, rack I, I, quickly, but then I just said, okay, I'm just watching his shoulder, <laughs> and that's all I'm going to look at, or else I'm going to start just freaking out with buck fever. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I switched from, from the short mag from to, uh, to that 300 drum. And it ain't fun to shoot off the bench, but, but I, I just love what it does. 
you know, out there with an animal. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my caliber. So. Still shooting double tap? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, double tap. Always shot them. Cool. So. What uh, What's your favorite meal while you're out hunting? Favorite? Ooh, this is tough. You guys didn't prep me for this shit <laughs> when we started. You're supposed to just have that in Listen, there. Yeah, just one thing. Fresh back straps, uh, it would be a very I... great answer. <laughs> favorite meal. Well, I mean, last in the last few years, I'd. I've started doing a lot more backpacking, you know, with Bridger and stuff, and even in Colorado, getting way back in there. And I'd have to say, as far as dehydrated, I don't know if that's the road you're going down, but dehydrated food, me and Bridger's favorite is lasagna. Uh, with meat sauce. On With the Mountain House. Mm, yeah, yeah, the meat yeah. sauce lasagna. Mine and, too. And Idaho, Idaho and potatoes. You can't go wrong with a package of Idaho and potatoes. And Ooh, I haven't tried that. that that'll, that'll fill you up mm. plenty full, you know. Mm. You haven't tried Idaho and potatoes? No, I, I haven't tried it while hunting. I remember in, like, eighth grade doing an outdoor survival class, and I tried it. But, man, that sounds delicious you know when you're doing it. the mashed potatoes you get at, like, Applebee's? Yeah. With the garlic flavoring? Uh-huh. They taste about just like those. They're yeah, pretty huh. dang good. Ooh, that yeah. sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. What about that? Uh, I mean, uh, at camp, you, you know, I don't. I, anything, steak, whatever, steak and potatoes. You're hungry well, enough, anything tastes good, right? <laughs> honestly, when I get back hunting at night, like I'm a late morning, I love to ha- come back and have like 11, 12 o'clock breakfast and just eat a big, huge breakfast. And then when I get back at night, you're going I'll to literally bed. warm up a can of stew and eat it and go to bed. Yeah. What about what's your favorite snack on the mountain? What do you put in your pack? What do I put in the pack? Well, Kelly is getting a little older, so he might have some, you know, MSM for the arthritis in the joints. That might. Do they have any of those, Kelly? Any? Yeah. Any? You, know, you don't even know what forty-three <laughs> feels like. You wait. Forty-three. <laughs> Right. He's got some. He's got but some vitamins. I probably, still, I probably will still kick the shit out of them sixteen-year-olds that don't know. <laughs> That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> that still believe in blinker fluid. Hey, you guys yeah. have any blinker fluid? My my favorite in the pack snack by far, hands down, is Welch's gummy, whatever them damn things are. Them little gummy Welch's packs. Are they the ones with I the love- real juice in it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. That's my late pal I snack. To, I love to sit down after hiking and glass and pop them open. They're my favorite. Ooh, that's so. Yeah. Have to grab some of those for my next hike. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll be hooked. Uh, <laughs> um what are your uh what kind of boots are you running these days? I've uh been using Zamberlin as of lately. So I've got I've got the Zamberlin Lynx is kind of more of a summer summer type boot and that's that's pretty much what I'll wear you know starting trail camera season through geez, through the end of September I'll wear those and then I've got the Guide uh, GTXs 
that are a little more durable and a little more water. I shouldn't say the links have never been waterproof, but I just feel like in my head that if I'm in November and in snow and stuff, that the guide GTXs are, are probably a better boot for if if shit gets bad or ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> I've been running those boots too. And... Am, I swear, am I swearing too much? I know Zach said this <laughs> is a family podcast, but all I've said is the S word. <laughs> that is true. That's true. You're, you're keeping dead. it pretty clean. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're doing I'll a good tone job. It down a titch. No, you're fine. This is. I think I said a couple here and there too. <laughs> no worries. This is a campfire, Kelly. It's just like being on the Henrys right. again at Lonesome Beaver Campground, talking about the next day's plans. All right. So, Kelly, oh, hit hit me. What else you got? Who is your hunting hero? My hunting, I mean, geez, that's the obvious answer is my dad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he is, you know, but uh, who who have I looked up to in the, let's just say, maybe more of in the industry or something, but, you know, the the, the right answer and the, and the real answer is my dad. I mean, that's the right. reason I'm doing what I'm doing. Why I love doing what I'm doing is because of him, you know, and, but other than him um i've got mine i just thought of mine like in the industry within the industry but i'm waiting for kelly gosh i'm trying to i'm trying to make sure i'm not gonna think back and say why don't you say this (laughs) i mean i got a name in my head i'm just trying to kind of go through it a little bit but you know, I, I've got to be the, a scout leader with oh, Jason Carter. I was going to bring that yeah. up, you sucker. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been neighbors with Jason Carter for – he's a good guy, you know, and, and we've we've sat up on scout camps and talked about things. We're, we're fairly close. We're not, we're not, like, super, super close. We don't – we don't – we've never even been hunting together. But yeah. I, I would have to say that he would probably be one that I would – I would say is pretty high on on my list as far as impressive what he's done year after year after year. Yeah, his hunting resume does not lack anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, he gets it done, and and you know what, it, he has, you know, he he has the time to do it for sure with the right. with the profession that he's in, and and so we can all be jealous of that if we want to be, but. I pass the guy every every day, you know, during hunting season, and that guy goes nonstop. Holy cow! Yes, seems July, like it. From July through November, he is he's going nonstop, and I I I, I ask him all the time. I'm like, dude, don't do you hate it? Do you literally hate hunting by November? And you know, he he's he's so burnt out. <laughs> by uh, November, and, oh. and so am I. Honestly, by November, I'm done. Like everybody gets all hyped up on shed hunting and stuff this time of year, and I'm just like, just I just give me another couple months. I just don't want to do. I don't want to worry about it right now. Mm-hmm. You know. <clears throat> well, when but, you dedicate that that kind of time and all the effort that goes into it, I mean, <laughs> I get worn out on a weekend hunt <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine doing that all year that'd be exhausting yeah, it's all week you know he i mean he 
he's lucky enough to have a job that lets him do that. But he'll run out to Nevada and in the, you know at three or four in the morning, run trail cameras till noon, and then he'll be back in the office and he'll work on his magazine from one two o'clock in the afternoon till five six seven o'clock at night, and then he'll wake up at three or four in the morning and go do it again. Holy cow! Every day, every day. Yeah. Yeah, my mom's elk hunt, it was Wednesday. Hunt started Saturday, and I was about ready to throw in the towel. Like, I was so drained. Just, you know, and I was I was helping my mom, and Jason, you know, is helping out people. He's hunting as, you know, if you want to talk about being a guide kind of thing. I mean, Jason's not necessarily a guide, but, you know, he hunts for himself, and he helps others out. But, geez, I was, like, so drained just on after four days of trying to help my mom, my own family my own mother who's not going to judge me or be upset with me, you know? And I'm just like, Oh, Oh, and that's, you know, you guys were talking about it, the mental game of hunting, you know, so many guys will throw the towel in early Mm -hmm. just because stuff, she stuff, stuff ain't going their way. (laughs) Good catch. Good catch. (laughs) So, it's it's mental. It's a lot mental for sure. Oh, yeah, so. it's easy to throw it in too early, you know, and give up because you're whatever the case may be. You're not seeing animals. You're tired. You're hungry. But you know, when you when you dig down deep and push yourself, that's usually when when things end up happening. I know on my that hunt. Art, that, that, that art. Sorry, McCade. Go ahead. No, you're. Well, I was just gonna say on my hunt. Uh, so I had that archery tag and I, which is about a month long and I didn't hunt for 15 days straight, but I was on the mountain for a total of 15 days during that month. You know, I hunted the weekends and then really hard towards when the rut started kind of kicking off. And the day before I killed my bull, which was the last Saturday of that hunt, um, I ran up on the mountain with Jace and he tore me all over that freaking mountain in the dark and it was steeper than snot and I was seriously debating whether or not I wanted to go back the next day. I was I was toast. I got back to camp at like one o'clock in the morning and I was gonna meet Jace back on the mountain at like five AM. Why didn't you just sleep on the mountain? It was terrible planning and just <laughs> impromptu meeting up with Jace. Right, right. Uh I honestly was done. I was like, you know what? I've given it my all. My dad was like, you know, you ought to just give it this one last try. We're planning on going home Sunday. You ought to just try it. So we did, and it ended up happening. You know, but I was was physically done, and I had gone through my highs and lows mentally and was going down. But anyway. Kelly, we got an update on the game right now, Kelly. We, What's that? The Jazz are only up by three points right now. <laughs> Things He's have, kidding. No. Uh, less than a minute left in the third quarter. It's 78-75. What the freak, Jazz? Come on, Donovan. What happened, just, man? Donovan's <laughs> just got to start taking it to the hole. They can't stop him when they take it to the hole. We're going to have to wrap this up quick and finish the fourth quarter. <laughs> but, sorry, Kelly. What were you going to say Problem about it? Is, it's not on TV tonight. It's uh, not on your regular. I right. know. TNT or ESPN. Yeah, you got to have that NBA package or whatever. I know. Come on. But anyway. Sorry, Kelly, I cut you no, off. No, I, I, think, I think, you know, archery elk hunting, um, you can burn yourself out so easy. 
more so on an archery outcome because our season dates in Utah are so horrible. It's hot. Uh, you know, you can you can ruin a hunt before it even had a chance to get going. You know what I mean? And not so much with with deer, archery deer. You know, there you can have good deer hunting from from day one and and all the way through. You know, you just got to be able to do that. But with archery elk, I would break. I would do. You know, like you said, I would sit, I would hunt your weekends and save yourself and and then and then plow into it as hard as you can them last 15 days or 12 days or 10 days or whatever mm-hmm. so. when the rut's gone yeah yeah yep you guys are doing good the whole <laughs> podcast thing everything's going good well we appreciate you listening that's awesome we, i did yeah we're I, having I, fun I, with I, it I, yeah I haven't listened to every every one, but I've tried to jump on and catch catch a few of them for sure. Well, you appreciate that. We're having fun with it. I mean, it was never really something we wanted to do consistently. It was just kind of a thing we started doing for the heck of it. Just yeah, we thought we had fun things to say and wanted to record them, and then we jumped on with uh, this Sportsman's Nation uh, podcast network. Um, started out kind of as a network for these eastern whitetail guys <clears throat> but uh the guy that started it wanted to branch out for into the western big game scene and he listened to a couple of ones we had on Podbean and thought we'd be a great fit and asked us if we were up for the challenge to do it on a more regular consistent basis and we said sure we like talking to people and discussing hunting so yeah. when we started That's it we good. knew that you were one of the people that we wanted to have on this podcast because we we like your work. We like what you you've done with uh, iVideo Wildlife. Uh, you have amazing quality videos and photos, and it gets us pumped up for our hunts. Yeah, definitely watch it first, and you know, okay. See, well, I, pre- you know. I appreciate that because you know, I like I said, sometimes I look back at the iVideo Wildlife, the whole website side of it. And, part of me is like oh you know you didn't turn it into you tried and you didn't really turn it into what you thought you could turn it into or whatever but i've had that i've had that 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 oha or or whatever moment of saying you know what you do it because of these reasons and yeah. you've always been happy with it because of this and and that's that's, that's really what matters. that's what matters yeah you know? Yeah. For sure. So if people want to um, find out more about you or uh, Utah Big Game Outfitters, both uh, Utah Big Game Outfitters and iVideo Wildlife are on uh, social media, correct? Yeah, I mean, we both, uh, there's still a website for iVideo Wildlife. I've still got all my own videos and stuff there on i-videowildlife.com. Um it's a place where all my videos are, but easier than that is my YouTube channel. Um, you know, YouTube's so easy to, to grab and, and run with that I'm there. I'm, I'm on social media as I video wildlife on Instagram and, and Facebook and stuff like that. And then Utah big game com, And then also on Instagram and Facebook and, and stuff. So, so- if people are interested in finding out more about booking a hunt with you guys, 
the best way to do it is get on the website and give you a call or yeah there's a contact page on the website you know you can you can get on you can get into our gallery and see what you know stuff we've we've taken over the few years you know over the last few years and and there's a contact. There's the email that comes to me is Utah Big Game Outfitters at gmail dot com. Uh, Kobe's information is also on there. Perfect. Nice. We definitely recommend you guys uh, jump on the web, check out both iVideoWildlife dot com and uh, Utah Big Game Outfitters dot com. Look them up on the social media platforms, including YouTube. You'll see a lot of awesome footage. The footage of the Rams that you Oh, the slow-mo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Slow motion you put on there, Kelly, of them just knocking heads. is just – that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's what I like to do. And, you know, when you can't have a tag in your pocket every year uh, for, them, for them big, big, big hunts and – far as i'm concerned the next best thing is to is to go film it and document it so yeah kill them with a camera <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> right. you go shoot them with the camera we're gonna have to yeah. link up sometime kelly i'd love to tag along on one of those trips where you go film those rams yeah let's do it that'd be fun you guys you i'm always up if you guys want to go down and hit the henry's for old time's sake you oh, know and i haven't and, been uh, down there august. since i want to go down there like the 24th of july weekend beginning august I've, i keep telling mccade i said there's you'll you'll be amazed you've never seen anything like it before yeah it's it's pretty unreal for sure or i i've went down a few times in august and then i honestly i try to tell you i've taken the wife and kids over it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing to go over right around thanksgiving too mm. and just dr drive around and, and bunks are rutting and it's a good time and honestly you could if you did the thanksgiving you know you could hit the henry's jump off the henry's and fly up hanksville and up the green river and look at sheep all in a two-day period oh that's so, cool okay i'm putting in the calendar right now it's booked. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, it's a little side note. You want to know something pretty interesting this year? We went down to the Henry Shed hunting, right? It was, what, the first weekend of March? We're, uh -huh. we're down low. You know, I'd never been on the McMillan side, campground side of, of things on Ellen. So I was like, well, let's drive over there. It took us forever going on, you know, Notum Road and cutting across, and we started off low. No lie, we found, I found a matching set and McCade found one, and there were over, we saw over 100 deer, right where McMillan Springs Campground was, and there was like four feet of snow. Like, they were up there. I was like, holy 8,500 feet. And we were right there in them. My truck made it all the way up there, but they were, I was like, geez, do you guys not come down off the mountain? I was so shocked. I was like, this is where they are during the summer, is right here. They don't move. Yeah. And I was shocked. They don't. And, and in November... You know, when you think when most deer migrate, you know, whether you're you know, in the beaver or whether you're up north, deer start migrating off the mountain, you're you're gonna find the deer on the Henry's unless there's two feet of snow or whatever and it pushes them down. But if it's just kinda normal snow, mm -hmm. them, deer, them deer are right where where they were in the summertime and uh, we're we're it, it it's because they don't have a long ways to go. Right. Um, right. 
you know, they they can be they can they can get a snowstorm and they can be from ten thousand five hundred feet. They can drop off that in two hours and be to seven thousand feet like right. in, in no time. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, the Henrys. I I, I even my wife. You know, I said I really want to go down there and in july or beginning august and just that lonesome beaver campground is a really special campground like it's awesome so shaded pine trees everywhere i mean it's a little bit of a drive to get over bull pass and onto the other side but man who cares you're seeing deer the whole time so yeah good time you know, yeah. we'll have to do it yeah we'll have to line that out and do it for sure be so. a good time well kelly thank you so much for your time um yeah. You know, really enjoyed the conversation, reminiscing a little bit and kind of learning a little bit more about the history of iVideo Wildlife and now where you're at with Utah Big Game Outfitters. So thank you so much for spending time on this weeknight with us. And, um, yeah, let's get together, head down to the Henry's or yeah. Nine Mile or something and go look at some sheep and some bucks. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it for sure. So thanks, guys. Thanks for being patient with getting with me. And uh, It was a good time talking to you again, reminiscing. Yep, for yeah. sure. Definitely. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys. See ya. <clears throat> We're just going to start recording. Let's see. Does it pull up on a flip phone? Yes. It's looking you can for actually... McCade at first here. <laughs> His name's Kelly. His name is Kelly. Kelly Cox. Oh, McCade's mom. Oh, whoa. whoa. All I know is I've listened to a few of your uh, few of your podcasts. I I don't know if McCade's going to let us talk about uh, uh, Dozer anymore. I, like uh, <laughs> no, they they hammer me all the time. But I'm like, listen, this buck can be talked about as often hey, as you need to. If I had ever shot a buck <laughs> of that caliber, I'd talk about it every podcast too. Well, it's I, just jealousy. Well, I pl- <laughs> I plugged it pretty hard with King's Camo because I told him I said, you know, you guys told me my deer was going to be in a calendar, and it's never been in a calendar. And I said the year after me, Sportsman's Buck was in the calendar. Why wasn't my buck in the calendar? And the guy, the kid is like, dude, here's my card. Send me, he's, you know, and he's like, we'll get that done. And I was like, it's, I'm j- I was like, I'm just kidding. It's no big deal. But anyways, <laughs> I always got to shoot a plug in there. It's the only thing I got to fame, man. It's the only- yeah, That's dude. okay, man. Not, not every day you get to be in a calendar, Brad. Seriously. <laughs>